Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. I'm also doing this podcast today with Carol Ann Michael Fernandez, who actually is my daughter and next generation in our firm. And the reason Carol Ann is joining us is today we have two special guests with us, Alexandra Grozinger and Laura Cummings, the mother and daughter duo behind Grozinger Provisions Incorporated, the maker of Alexia pâtés and specialty meats. They take pride in producing 20 different varieties of all-natural pâtés and mousses that are free from added hormones and antibiotics free from preservatives, and free from anything artificial. Their products are distributed nationally and internationally to higher-end grocery stores, specialty food stores, and wine and cheese shops. Their business started in 1982, is a woman-owned and family-owned business and a certified WeBank. Welcome, Lori and Alexandra. And also, I want to add, we are all four of us members of WPO, the Women's President Organization, which we're thankful that brought us together to share our journey. But I'm going to hand this over to Carol Ann, our next generation, to ask you some questions because it's a wow. So welcome. We're thrilled to have both of you today. Thank you. I know your business has been around for a long time and has a very unique story to it and is now women-owned and as a daughter working with my mom. I'm sure you guys uh, have the same challenges as, as we do sometimes. But maybe we'll start out with what's the best part of working together as a mother-daughter team, and what are some of the challenges of being a family-owned business? Sure. This is Alexandra speaking. I'm the daughter and the second generation coming into the business. I joined my mom in the business about five years ago, and we've certainly had our fair share of challenges, but we really very much enjoy working together. We have a very strong personal relationship, so I think having that security and that sense of comfort really helps us with our open lines of communication. We've certainly learned that you can't really run a business with somebody unless you're communicating properly. So our personal relationship has certainly helped us foster that better open line of communication. We also have pretty similar personalities. We're both Aries, so we're fiery at times, (laughs) but we had to (laughs) rein each other in if that sense. (laughs) And we're able to do that comfortably considering, you know, being a mother-daughter team. I think the challenges that we experience is that it is sometimes hard to keep the work-life balance in terms of not bringing work home and not bringing home to work. For example, we've been out to dinner with family and we find ourselves gravitating toward talking about work and our problems at work and successes at work and the rest of the table is looking at us thinking, we don't know anything about what's going on at work. How about we talk about something else? (laughs) So (laughs) our challenge is, I think, trying to keep work away from home and sort of keeping a nice balance as far as that goes. Well, this mother-daughter team at this end of the phone are smiling ear to ear because we can relate. That is, I think, one of the hardest things to balance that. Yeah, we now have a holiday rule that no talk when the whole family is together because it, it can get pretty bad at times. But so what is some advice do you have of someone who maybe is already in you know, a family business or thinking of joining a family business? What is something that either you would say to them if they're early in it or they're thinking of doing it, some advice on how to do it best? I think the first thing you have to do is separate out all the family history and find a ground to respect 
all of the family members that are involved, you know, each as individuals and what their contributions to the business can be, and clearly define those roles. I think that's really critical, fundamentally critical. And the other thing, Lori, I know your journey only because I, I know you personally that you've had an amazing journey in which this business started with you and your husband before he passed away suddenly, and you then, as a woman, really undertook the unknown in some cases and what you knew in others, and not only did you take what you both had built, but then you took it to a whole other level. Do you feel that kind of plays in now that you're taking this baby that you've built and you're passing it on to the next generation? Not only are you proud, I'm sure, but also feeling a little fulfilled. You didn't really imagine, I'm sure, at the time when you were going through many of these decisions that it would be passed on. It is the most exciting thing ever <laughs> to really have something to pass along. And that's number one. And number two is that I'm passing the management of it to somebody who's so incredibly competent and talented and creative. It's just really wonderful. It's such a gift to have to give, and I'm thrilled about it. I know, and they often say in books of 101 and BIS, you, you have to replace yourself with better. And I think for so many of us, that is the aha moment. It's when we know we're passing it on to those that can take it to a whole other level. And I think Alexandria and I are just lucky that we get something to be passed on to. <laughs> so we're sitting on the other end getting the benefit of a family business that you guys have built and are now passing on to us. But I have to be honest, I have some pretty huge shoes to fill. <laughs> and I'm very much aware of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the pressure is on, right? <laughs> on. But, I know um, that you guys are kind of in a unique industry, the food industry, and my mom and I had the privilege of touring your facilities, which were amazing, and I encourage anyone who has the ability to do that to do it because I had never done something like that before. But what are some of the, the perks and challenges of kind of being in the food industry, especially as women? The challenges are many. We can say that regulatory, as far as following with the USDA, FDA, EPA, OSHA, all of these regulatory bodies, there's a lot of red tape that we have to follow as a food manufacturer. So that's always a challenge. And manufacturing issues like machines breaking down and things along those lines are certainly challenges for us. But we like to talk more about the perks of being in food. And we think the best one is that it's just so much fun. We eat food all day. We talk about food all day. And <laughs> it's maybe a little bit problematic for the waistline, but... <laughs> I <laughs> love to talk about food, and food people are just fun people. So when we travel for business, it's just always a welcome trip, and we always meet really fun people and get to have really fun conversations. Who doesn't like to talk about food, right? But it That's is true. risky. But even with the risk, it's generally, my 32 years of experience, quite recession-resistant people require food for comfort as well as for sustenance. So it definitely has that upside. Never would have thought of that, but you're probably right. In oh, in the, in the last recession, we barely felt it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I guess everyone has to eat, right, no matter what. <laughs> and actually, yeah. when you're a little down, how do you make yourself feel better, like buying something special for yourself? You know, well, it, right, it, you can't uh, buy the Porsche, but certainly you can buy some pate. <laughs> There you go. That especially as women, that sounds very appealing after a long day's work. So that's <laughs> that's great. One of the things that Carolyn and I often talk about is we face a lot of challenges as women in the working industry, especially in an industry where there's not very many women. 
can you both talk about how you handle that and how maybe you encourage other younger women to come into the industry? And do you see that increasing from, say, when you started, Lori, to now, Alexander, when you're in it? Has that increased in your industry, or how is that going? When I started in the business, it was totally dominated by men, that being the meat business. And women were really viewed as a curiosity, and sort of we were tolerated. And when they wanted the best price or the best deal, they were looking for dad or for the husband or it was always somebody else. There was a little bit of intimidation where, well, once I was in, a, in the private office of a bank, having been invited to discuss my borrowing needs, and before he even saw my numbers, the officer proceeded to set up an easel and lecture me on profit and loss. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, you know, stuff like that's happened. But I think it's a lot better today. There's still a little bit of a struggle for credibility. I think men are really surprised that we own, operate, and control this business. But I think it's gotten a lot better. What's your experience been, Alexandra? I can't speak to when the business was started in 1982, but I can certainly speak to what I've seen here. My age also plays against me, or what my perceived age is anyway. I'm a five-foot-tall, blonde female, <laughs> so I'm perceived as being very, very young and naive. I would say that the negative, the negative experiences are sort of far and few between. I think there's much more acceptance now than there was, for example, when Lori speaks of these stories sometimes. I don't really see that in my world. A little bit I've seen it, but for the most part, the men that I've come into contact with, whether they be vendors or customers or anybody in between, they've been impressed and they've been accepting of my role and of Lori's role in the business, and they are just thrilled to see a second-generation female coming in to run a meatpacking business. So that's that's sort of a fun part of my job is surprising people a little bit. They they don't expect that this five foot tall blonde is helping run the operations of a pate and sausage company. So and but one I will say that one thing I do see, and Lori has mentioned this too, is that when you go to shake the hand of a man, most of them are firm handshakes, but we still get sort of these Limp, limp. limp handshakes, <laughs> like they're afraid they're going to squeeze our hand to death. <laughs> so we're still seeing a little bit of that. I don't know if it's, I don't know what that means exactly, but it feels a little bit like we're a little bit less than equals, but who knows? I well, think it's gotten better, and, and it's most men, I think, are, especially the younger generations, are more accepting and thrilled to be working alongside women. So we're thrilled to hear that, too. Well, having met both of you, impressive is the word. When I listen, Lori, to your journey and all that you accomplished while raising children and then having met Alexandra, and you you may, you may always refer to yourself as five foot tall, but boy, you're a powerhouse and just so impressive and so confident. And Carol Ann and I, are we are wowed by you. So we're your fan club anytime. We, we'll, 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 be- <laughs> well, thank you. And we're so. fans as well. <laughs> The other thing I'd love to leave, each time we do a podcast, we always leave with, there are women listeners out there, many women that are trying to run their own businesses, others that are trying to figure out, you know, they're going through maybe a transition in their life where they're, you know, making changes and things. What is like one thing that each of you would leave with them, 
you know, life is not simple. It has ups and downs. But when you're sort of at that crossroad, what advice would you give them rather than be frozen, which so many times people freeze, what would you say to them to think about to go on that journey or to jump in the water? I have two things to say. One, what has gotten me through life and definitely in picking this business up and running with it was practicing the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you with your customers, with your vendors, with your employees. That's number one. And number two, I think, is not being afraid to say no. Again, to customers, to vendors, to employees. It's really important. So many people are so drawn into accepting every offer or being tempted by every deal. And they're not always best. It's not always best, even though it may look good, you've got to really parse it out. I agree. Alexandra, do you have a, a couple of ideas for especially the younger people going into industry? Absolutely. As a young person, I have found it challenging to manage who I am as a person and who I think I should be as a business person. And I think the biggest thing is not to lose yourself. I think I would tell people don't be afraid to be who you are and have faith in who you are and that you can accomplish anything that you want to accomplish. I think that there's a lot of fear in being who you are and listening to what everybody says you should be. And I don't think anybody should be anything besides who they think they should be instead of everybody else telling them who they should be. So my advice is be who you are and don't be afraid to be that. Wow, I think all of that is great advice that everyone can use. And even if we know it, it's always a great reminder, especially about, you know, not being afraid and learning how to say no, which is something that a lot of women have trouble with and we're still practicing every day. But we can't thank both you guys enough, Lori and Alexandria, for getting on the phone with us today and doing this podcast. I know there's a lot of women out there who are probably taking a lot of things from both of you. And we're very impressed, as we've said multiple times today, and I know our listeners are also impressed with your story and your journeys. So thank you both again for joining us. Well, thank you thank very you. much. Yeah, we're thrilled to be here and thrilled to contribute. So anytime. Thanks. And thanks for our listeners for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app, And follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.